You're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped, episode 127. My passion really is working on the deep level with the essences. And like I said, it I feel it's just a calling. Hi, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire, and you're listening to Gift Biz Unwrapped. And now it's time to light it up. Hi there. It's Sue, and thank you for joining me on the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. If you're a gifter, baker, crafter, or maker, and you own a brick-and-mortar shop, sell online, or are just getting started, here is where you'll find insights and advice to develop and grow your business. And if you want even more Gift Biz motivation, I'd like to invite you to join our private Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. Pursuing your dream should be fun, exciting, and rewarding not stressful and scary. When you join the breeze, it's like sitting in the park with friends who bring you all the support and the answers that you need. You'll have access to a group of amazing creators along with tools and resources that can catapult your business growth. To join the group, just go over to giftbizbreeze.com. I look forward to seeing you over there, but for now, let's get on to the show. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing you to Deborah Werner of Earth, Wind, and Flowers. As a child, Deborah enjoyed gardening with her grandfather. This is what inspired her to become a certified floral designer, and then she learned about flower essences. Flower essences are natural remedies made from flower blossoms, which are used to uplift the mood for support in daily life. This was her calling. Deborah became a certified practitioner and founded Earth, Wind & Flowers in 1997. Her line of balancing sprays are sold in spas, health food stores, yoga studios, through practitioners, and online. Deborah also educates on the power of flowers, offers private consultations, and has been featured in the Chicago Tribune, Revitalized TV, and numerous magazine and news articles. Wow! That's a lot to take in, Deborah. Welcome to the show. It's great to be here, Sue. Thank you. So I'd like to start off each episode by talking a little bit about who you are in a different way, and that is by having you describe yourself in the way of a motivational candle. So if you were to create a candle that has a color that really resonates with you and some type of a saying, describe to us what your candle would look like. Okay, well, my favorite color is pink. And I like pink because pink is a combination of white and red. So white symbolizes heaven to me and red earth. So on my candle, the motivational quote says, what I envision, I can achieve. I create from a place of joy. How can it get any better than this? I love that because talking about the positivity in the fact that what you want to create and what you want to achieve can be done. Yes, I like to ask a question because then the universe can answer it and the universe loves questions. So then I can become open to receiving and surrendering to what shows up for me after I ask a question every day, something new can happen. There you go. Well, I'm one of those believers in law of attraction and that nature is super powerful. So I'm right with you there. (laughs) I want to talk about earth, wind and flowers. This sounds so interesting to me. So bring us back now. I mean, the business has been around now for almost 20 years, but talk to us a little bit about how it got started and how everything evolved. As a child, I was very sensitive to energy. I remember being in my grandfather's garden 
and just loving the garden. But then we had an L train in our backyard and it was like in the alleyway, just back from our backyard and it would come and, and I'd be so happy in the garden. And then this terrible energy of this electrical sparks and things that came from this L train, it really agitated me. And as I was in the garden though, I discovered that if I could be by the flowers and have my feet down the grass and when the train came by, the flowers seemed to protect me and I felt less agitated. And then when I was an adult, I created my own garden and I ended up just realizing how much I love being around the flowers all the time. It was just a natural thing for me. But I went to school to study health and nutrition. I was in college. Then I realized, why am I doing this? Because I just want to be around flowers. I want to be in the garden. I don't want to be a dietitian or something, even though I love nutrition because we used to grow our own vegetables and organic soil. And I thought that was what I needed to do but to help people. But I decided to go to school and I went to American Floral Arts School in Chicago and I got certified as a designer. And I really, really did enjoy Really, for over a decade, I was making flower arrangements and created a bouquet for the bride. I would deliver get well arrangements to the hospitals and new baby. And I just really got a lot of joy from working with the flowers. But then after 10 years, I just got like frustrated because I knew there was something more, but I couldn't pinpoint it. Like this it's deeper level with flowers that I couldn't express it, but I knew it was inside. I just didn't know what to do. I loved my work, but I you know, just knew there was something else. So I confided in a friend of mine who was actually a psychologist. And she said, you know, I heard of a psychiatrist that's teaching a class. It's coming up in a few weeks. And she is educating about flower essences. Apparently, she's using them for her clients. And it's helping with depression, anxiety, and panic disorders, insomnia. And the class goes for a week. And I said, oh, I'm taking that class. Definitely. It sounds right up my alley. <laughs> and then really within five minutes of the class, she started talking about what a flower essence was. I had never heard of an essence, but right away she talked about how you take the blossom of the flower and you float it in a crystal ball of water. And the essence is really from the dew and also from the sun. You put in the sun and the sunlight and it's held in the spring water in the bowl. But it's something like you tune with the flower. And I go, oh, my God, that's what I was doing in my grandfather's garden with these with the flowers. Like I was sipping the dew and I was putting it on my body. You were? Yeah. Did anyone tell you to do that or you just naturally did it? No, I was still trying to get some help. <laughs> because of that train coming by. So sensitive. It's energy, this stupid train. <laughs> you have the train to thank now. I do. Everything's on purpose. And I knew right away, within five minutes of her talking about this, I go, this is my calling. This is it. This is what I'm feeling inside. Now I can play with this, you know? And I went home right away and made my first flower essence. It was so easy because I had really been attuning with the essences all my life, even designing the bouquets. Before you even really knew it. So, all right. First off, I have to tell you that this is really interesting because a lot of people that I run into are saying they want to start a business. They're not sure what. Maybe it's a second career or they don't want to work in the bank anymore, whatever it is, but they're trying to figure out what it should be. And your story, even up to this point, is a perfect example because one of the things I keep hearing from people as we do these podcasts is it's something that really connected with them when they were children. 
I hear it over and over and over again. So that is really interesting because you're just reinforcing that idea. So if any of you are listening and you're thinking about a business, what did you love so much as a child? That may give you some clues as to what to do. But now, Deborah, question. So you were working as a floral designer for 10 years, and I think you loved it because you were talking about how you love nature, but were you feeling like there was just something missing? There was something more? Yeah, it was. I mean, when I first started designing flowers, I was happier than anything because I could make these, you know, work with flowers every day, hold them, see the color, smell them. (laughs) And to this day, I still design flowers like every day I'll take a walk and I can't help make a bouquet for myself. (laughs) (laughs) And I can still do weddings if I want. But my passion really is working on the deep level with the essences. And like I said, it I feel it's just a calling. Like I knew there was something more. And I think I was doing that. People would say my designs were different from anybody else's because I think I just felt it in my heart, you know, which flower would be for this get well arrangement, you know, for this person in the hospital. I'm just thinking here, too, that you were very open. We've kind of already established subtly here that both of us believe in that law of attraction and the energy and all of that. But it sounds like because you were feeling like maybe there was something more, you were very receptive to clues or ideas. I reached out for help because I really was getting frustrated. Like I even said, I'm dying creatively. There's something more. (laughs) I know. I feel it. I didn't really. And thank God my friend said there's this class. And really, I think it's all on purpose. You know, I asked that question. Like I said, if you ask the question, be open to the answer. What shows up for you? Oh, good point. That's why I say, how can I get any better than this? I was happy, but I knew I could be happier. (laughs) Right. Go to a deeper level still within the floral realm, if you will. And so when you took the class, you said right away when you were in that class, you're like, okay, I've landed it. This is it. This is what I should be doing. And so what happens from there, though? You have the thought, but then where do you take it from there? Well, I went home that day and I made my first essence immediately. It was so natural for me. I'm like, this is what I've been doing. I've known all my life and I made it, but I was a little kind of nervous because I brought the essence to the class the next day. We still had, you know, a week long class. And of course I drank the essence. You can drink it. Essences are taken. You can drink them drops on the tongue. I put them in sprays. That was something I did later. So I drank the essence. I felt great. I brought the tincture to the class. And in this class, we had other, you know, psychologists, but we also had some people who are very sensitive to energy intuitives, and they could actually see energy. Some people can see auras. And I walked into the class, and the one really, you know, exceptionally intuitive man actually was taking a class. He goes, what did you do? I was very shy back then. The essences have helped me be more outgoing, but he goes, what did you do? I go, well, what do you mean? And he goes, from yesterday to today, your aura. It's completely changed. It's so beautifully bright. Oh, my gosh. And the flower I made the essence of was a pink flower. He says, oh, beautiful pink aura. I said, well, actually, I made an essence. And then the teacher, everyone got their attention. They go, can we try it? Wow. Sure. So they passed the essence around. Well, then I knew. I'm like, oh, my God, it took. You know, like I did it. I knew it. But then to have right away an affirmation that I made an essence. So these essences actually have a physical effect on you, on your body and on how you're feeling or your health or what is it? All of the above. They are just like that little girl in the garden. I knew when that train was coming by and I had anxiety about that noise and that vibration. 
I knew that if I sipped from the dew of the roses and the peonies, that it would go in my energy and I would feel soothed and I'd be stronger, you know, less sensitive to that vibration. And it would cleanse the energy too. Now, somehow I knew that intuitively, but I didn't know how it worked. So that's why I had to go back to school. I saw how powerful this was and natural too. I had to know how each flower worked on the energy field. But right away, I kept making essences and using them for myself. And it changed my life. Like all my dreams started coming true. Everything got better in every area of my life. Just things shifted quickly. (laughs) That's crazy. Like really, my prosperity, my dreams, you know, a relationship. I had my baby, a healthy child. And, you know, just like I got a new house, I got married. You know, everything came to in my life. And I was pretty stuck before that beautiful flower essence that I made. That's how powerful they are. So I had to go back to school and learn, which was fine because it was a passion. I couldn't stop learning more and more and more about this. That's all I wanted to do is learn about these flowers. Oh, this is so interesting, Deborah. So what happened next? Well, Earth, Wind and Flowers actually started, I did open it as a flower shop in 1997. And I had all the equipment and so forth. So I just continue to make essences. I just focused on that. So Earth, Wind, and Flowers started in 1997, and then in terms of you turning it over and and adding in the balancing sprays, that would have been 10 years later, right? No. I was designing for other floral shops prior to opening my own. So I was a designer, and then I decided to open my own flower shop, and then right away when I did that, I learned about the essences. Got it. So what happens then? Well, what happened was I kept making essences and reading about it and using them on myself and my family. And I started getting a few clients at a women's group that we would meet. We'd study books and stuff, but you know, they started using the essences and we were just having a lot of fun with it. But quickly this happened. I, I got a phone call from a writer from the Chicago Tribune and she said, I work for Tempo. And I got your name from several chiropractors and psychologists in the area. And they said that you make flower essences. I go, what? <laughs> like, like, how'd you get my name? <laughs> I just started doing it. And she said, well, that's okay. You know what? We're doing an article on flower essences. And there's very, we're finding it's, it's a really specialized field. There's very few people actually make an essence. And we really appreciate it. It's okay if you just start with, you know, would you mind if we interviewed you? And again, I was a little hesitant, but then I go, well, okay. Because <laughs> you were still shy back then, right? I was still shy. <laughs> Jaws checking. <laughs> Flower essences, they help you with self-confidence. And eventually I took the right ones to help me and I'm a lot more confident and I'm not shy anymore at all. So I did the interview and it was quite interesting. I really enjoyed the interview. And then she said, can we have a photographer come over and take pictures of you making an essence? I said, oh, no, I can't do that. I said, my husband doesn't even know I'm making essences. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) He doesn't even know yet. I'm just kind of learning it, you know. And it's kind of like one of those things where you're just attuning with the flower. You just want to do it, you and the flower. You know, you're not just with other people watching you. Well, you're still testing the ground a little bit. It's crazy that they contacted you so soon in your transition. I said, no, I can't have a photographer. And then she called me and I say, she was please. She begged me, please, it would really help the article. And I go, okay. I said, all right. So he came over, we did a photo shoot and actually he loved it. He's like, I reported on politics and things. He goes, this was really enjoyable for me. I really loved it. So within two weeks, I'm in the grocery store 
And I look, and there's my picture on the cover of the Tribune in color. Oh, how exciting! Flowers in a crystal ball in my garden. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> and then there's a big, huge cover page and temple all in color, and then the cover. And I was like, "Oh my gosh!" <laughs> wow. Well, then I realized, you know what, this is not just a business. It's an evolution of my being a florist. And it's something that was in my soul. And it really, it filled that creative desire that I had. I knew something was a deeper level. So I realized, you know what, this is a calling. It's not a business. It's a calling. I'm going to be doing this for the rest of my life. And this is what I'm here to do. It's a mission. That's powerful. That's really cool. Yeah, because I made this kind of change in my career. It was still with flowers, but... I really just stuck with it and I loved it. I was very happy. And I realized that by being featured like that right away, it was only like an affirmation that, hey, you know what? You're on the right path. You know, stick with it. This is where you're supposed to be. And then having something like a publication like that come out in a newspaper, I thought, you know what? This also speaks to me that I'm to get this in the mainstream. People need this, you know, people need this. So the universe is supporting me moving forward on this path. That makes sense to me. Plus, you were getting affirmation from people, chiropractors, people who are already using it, people from back in the class a while ago, that it really does make some changes. It affects people. I'll tell you a little more about how they work. I was called right away to make an essence of an iris flower. The iris flower is purple, and it's a spring flower. So spring flowers really support our rejuvenation of our energy. I mean, think about the flowers coming up in the spring after a long winter. Those are the ones that are really, really vibrant. Right. They don't last real long. So so I made an essence right away of it. It's used for cleansing and opening up any stuck energy in the body. And when you have stuck energy in the body, you tend to procrastinate. You can be a little stubborn, a little tantrum-y, even like toddlers sometimes. You know, when you get angry, you're kind of holding on to energy. I'm so glad I had this essence because one day my daughter, she was a teenager at the time, and we were on our way driving to the Walgreens to get some poster board for a project that was due the next day. And suddenly she just got really stubborn and she goes, you know what? I don't want to do this. I'm not going to do this project. I'm going to just get an F. (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) Just what you wanted to hear, mom. (laughs) Yeah, I'm like, what do you do? I go, you know, I go, Lindsay. I said, what spray do you need? And she was looking at me. She was creativity. I go, yep. You named the sprays after different things? Yeah. I titled the sprays. I I call it creativity because iris flower helps with your creative flow. So if you have stuck energy, like even like writer's block, and I'm an artist too, you know, so sometimes you just can't create. You just can't. Right. Well, I think a lot of our audience can relate to that. Because everyone's creator is here. Yeah, day, like you feel stuck and you're procrastinating. You want to get this. You know you have to get done. You really don't. You just don't want to. You just and you won't do it. And so if you missed yourself with the iris essence, and I put a little lavender essential oil in that too, because that helps to calm the nervous system. Because really, you can't create anything if you are under stress. Or if you have stuck energy in your field, your, things aren't flowing. You can't create. Well, and your best work won't come out either. It won't. And even like a school project, you know, and you don't want to do it. That's hard. So what are you going to do? So I made her a bottle. We got the poster board and a fresh bottle and I misted her 
over her head. I missed her, her body her, you know, around her. And right away she went to her room and I heard the computer going and the printer and heard her cutting and pasting stuff, you know. Wow. <laughs> noise up there. And then she came down within 45 minutes and she goes, okay, I'm all done. I'm going to go out and play with my friends. Okay. So the next day she comes home from school and she saw a big smile on her face and she has a poster board and she goes, mom, I got an A on my project. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and then she actually, I had my website and I had this creativity spray was being sold on my website. And so she went on my site and she wrote a testimony. She was my mom's spray. Her sprays work. And fast too. They work fast. Like seriously, you sprayed it and she went up to her room almost immediately and got to work. Yeah, like 30 seconds, like not even a minute, you start shifting your energy. And sometimes it takes seven minutes or so, mm -hmm. but we heard it within 30 seconds, seven minutes, you're really shifting that energy right away. Stubbornness and procrastination is stuck energy and you're holding on to, you know, and then the essential oil of lavender helps to calm the nervous system. And so the two of them work synergistically together very, very well. So Deborah, let's talk a little bit more about the creation of the product. You'd already been trained on how to make it, the storage, I'm sure. Like, what's shelf life on the product? Well, the shelf life on the product, I've had it tested, and, and we use a natural preservative. So it can be a couple of years, but we say a year. You know, after a year, you know, just get a new bottle. Actually, you're going to use up a four-ounce bottle within a year, six months to a year anyway. Okay, so that helps you in terms of production. You can make quite a bit and still have it be fresh. Oh, yeah. So when you were back creating and envisioning what this product was going to look like, talk us through a little bit about just what your thought process was about how was it going to be presented to market? What kind of container? What kind of labeling? How did that all progress? Well, my affirmation that I said on my pink candle in the beginning, it's what I envision I can achieve. So I like to think of myself as a visionary it comes naturally to me. I can feel things and actually envision it quite easily. So like the creativity spray, I knew what the iris flower did after taking it for myself. And sometimes I even wake up and I go, oh yeah, lavender, perfect. You know, that would be a good balance for this. And then I could see the label. I like to use the harmonious quality of the flower. So it's you know, user-friendly to somebody who actually looks at the bottle and it says creativity and they go, oh yeah, my creativity is really down right now. You know, I could use that. So the balance would be being procrastination, stubbornness, writer's block. So I just put the positive word on the bottle. So I could envision these quite easily. Like if I have a flower, like I have um, a spray used for the real estate market. This spray, all you have to do is mist your house and you can miss yourself when you decide to sell your home. No way. Yeah, it strengthens the whole energy field and you end up attracting what it is that you need. You're like a little bit of a witch doctor. <laughs> <laughs> a modern day or maybe like a dream fairy or something. I don't know. <laughs> it's pretty mad how it works, but actually flowers are attractors. They tracked in, they start blossoming, and then they tracked in the bees, the pollinators, the hummingbirds. They are tractors. I get the purest form of the flower and I put it in the bottle. And if you miss yourself, you're going to get filled in with this beautiful attraction energy. So you become the attractor. I actually use all these sprays on myself before I market them. And 
I had to sell my house. Like it was on the market for a year and a half. It was back in the market when it was like 2005 and the market was sluggish. And I bought another house and it was in Lake Geneva. And I put money down on everything. I was really stressed out. What do I do? You know, what do you do? You put a St. Joseph statue in the ground. (laughs) You get a good realtor, but you know, there's nothing else you can do other than that, really. So all of a sudden, like I had this vision of a formula and I knew which flower essences to put in. And then I got which scent it should be. I took an essential oil and I misted my body. I misted all the rooms in my house. Within three days, I had a couple just came up on their bike and they admired my house. And they go, we have been admiring your house. We've been driving by the last few days. And they go, can we see it? You know, and I said, sure. And I showed them the house. The realtor wasn't around. And that night they called me. We are going to buy your house. Oh, my gosh. That's crazy. And they paid to the penny asking price. I'm wow. Like, I'm going to need some of that because my assistant's trying to sell her house. So we're going to talk about that a little bit more later. But let's talk a little bit, just because I'm thinking that some of our listeners might be in a situation where they're thinking of a product. I'm curious, you're saying bottle. So you already knew that you were going to put it in a bottle. How did you go about deciding what material or sourcing the bottle? Well, Earth, Wind, and Flowers is earth-friendly. You know, we promote heirloom seeds, non-GMO, organic, native plants, just as back to the garden as possible. I didn't want to use plastic bottles, okay? I said, well, you know what? We're going to use glass bottles. That was came real easy to me. You know, this is going to come in a glass bottle. It's going to be in a spray because you can drink them, drops on your tongue. But I think it's, you know, you can miss your house, you can miss your body, you can miss your pillow, you can miss your friend, your dog, (laughs) you know, it's more fun to share it like that in a mister. It works just as effectively, probably even better than if you drank it. But I didn't want to do clear glass and to protect it from sunlight. So we had a longer shelf life. So I went ahead and used the blue bottles and the blue bottles really protect the formula and it keeps it very, very vibrant. You want to keep it as high vibrational as possible, as pure as possible, of course. So that came pretty easy. You know, use the glass bottles. I worked on the preservative for a while. Took me a little bit. We had a laboratory that tested it and we found a really great organic preservative that, you know, we have a long shelf life, even over a year. But, you know, I just tell people, you know, use it in a year. But we found that even these tinctures, the actual mother tincture where we collect the essence in the beginning, then we dilute it, they can last over 100 years. I would not have expected that. So, and then what did you do on the pricing side? How did you figure out what you were going to price it? Because there isn't anything you were mentioning before. Like you're one of the few people that provides this. How do you determine what a price is going to be? Well, I have a team I consult with, and they help me with the pricing. And there's a team of a women's group that I tap into. They also do small business loans, and they really they give free support. So I check in with them on my pricing, and they show me how to you know always make sure that you take your cost. And really, they help me get the actual cost. Like we had counted all the drops of the essential oil, which was pretty tedious. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, I guess you have to, right? And then we got an actual cost. And then they said, you always do your overhead cost. And then you put in your profit. Because if you can't make a profit, then you have to make a profit. They call it, you know, COGS, cost of goods sold. And then you times it by three. So you get your overhead, your profit, and your cost. 
and really stuck to that rule. And I haven't had to raise my prices really in over a decade. I had one, only one price increase when my supplies went up, but we've kept it really as cost effective and it pays for our labor and they help me with that. And even if I do a trade show, I consult, you know, we look at the cost, we look at my time. If anyone wants to make their own product, you got to take that in consideration, your time, your expertise as well. That's something that we're so bad at here, you know, as creators in terms of making sure to value the time that it takes to create something. So summary for the listeners in terms of when you're thinking about what your price is going to be, the elements are the cost of actually creating it. So that's the materials that are being put in. Any additional packaging is included in there. The time, the labor that it takes to put it together in terms of time. And then as Deborah's talking about, you also want to put in overhead. You might run an office, you have systems, you have a website. All of that somehow has to get covered. And then margin. This is money for yourself. This is your income. Because if you're selling just at raw cost, you're never going to make it. Your product won't be viable for the future. The other point that you're bringing up, Deborah, super smart, is that you're relying on other people too. And you talk about having some advisors or some local people that you can go and just run your ideas by because, you know, you're the expert in your product. And it's nice to have extra eyes on the business side of things too. Mm -hmm. And you can get free help from Chamber of Commerce. You know, they're retired business people that they love to help. They'll sit down, you can go meet at Starbucks or, you know, have a nice meeting. I always have a sounding board when I'm making bigger decisions of growth. And yes, it's really a smart thing to do. So this all sounds fabulous. Obviously, the industry's flowers, so it's pretty, it smells good, you know, all of that. But you had to have some challenges along the way. Can you share one with us and then walk us through what you did to get past it? Sure. I think my biggest challenge, and, you know, I have such a passion for my work, so I just love doing it. But in the beginning, 1997, it was hard to have a product that really, at the time, I think it was ahead of the times. People were still using Febreze and things like that. And now now everyone wants to get back to organic products, non-GMO, vegan, things that are made in smaller batches, uh, heirloom, you know, seeds. And they realize the value of it. Now, you know, back then, and plus energy, everyone knows about energy now. You know, everyone does yoga. It's the big thing now. Yeah. Yeah. They go to their acupuncturist, you know, and people get lasting results. So these are energetic balancing sprays. So I think with, you know, stress at an all-time high, people in going through change and transition, kids are stressed out at school, they get frustrated. The sprays are perfect product for the times now. But that was, you know, 20 years ago I started this, but I'm finding out, you know, markets are really opening up now because they really understand the work. So the frustrating part was it was ahead of its time. So the challenge was that people just did, couldn't relate to it, I guess. Yeah, people like, yeah, they didn't really relate to, I would tell them what I did and they're like, oh, okay. But that's why I went back and I educated and I go to my stores that carry my products and I meet with customers, you know, one-on-one. I do little mini sessions with them to help them select the spray that they need for the challenge that they're going through. And people are now, they're really, like, they use them every day. They're like, I don't know what I do without my spray, <laughs> you know? 
Yeah, so the person-to-person -person contact really got you over that hump. It sounds like you're primed for the future, just what you were talking about, because the market is now ready for it, and it's the big, hot thing. But back then, you're right, people couldn't really relate to it. And I totally understand, because one of the businesses that I own, the ribbon print company, same type of thing, because we sell custom ribbon printers, but most people don't understand. They think we print ribbon for people, like they just don't get it. And it can be difficult. And it's not because they can't get it. It's just because it's so different. And it makes me think for a second, I'm going a little off track, but I think it would be really valuable for our listeners, is that I often run into people who say, oh, you know what? I love baking and I would love to make cupcakes. You know, like that could be my business. But so many other people are doing it. People will say things like that, like everything's already been done, things that whether it's jewelry or a knit shop with yarn or, you know, whatever it is. And I would suggest to you that it might not be as bad as you're thinking to go in and do something that, yes, has already been done. The difference is you bring your personality, you bring your style, and you bring the whole aura and vibe because every one of us is unique, right? You bring that to your product. So you're listening to Deborah talking and me a little bit about the challenge that there is when you're bringing something to market that people can't relate to yet. So it's a whole different issue to overcome. So anyone who's having those doubts or those questions about whether they should start something because someone else has done it before, I want you to reconsider for the reasons that I just said. So would you add anything to that, Deborah? Well, I stayed steadfast, you know, and devoted to the work because I knew it was a calling. And that helped me, even though sometimes it got a little lonely. I didn't have a lot of people I could talk about my work to as much as I wanted to. But you know what? The positive thing for me, too, was that there's not a lot of people who make flower essences. So I don't have a lot of competition. So once this takes off, you know, there's not enough of us to go around. So I don't really feel that I have to compete really with anybody. Seriously, you know, I'm my own unique product. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, there's a lot of flower shops, but there's only one earth, wind, and flowers. Balancing sprays. That's right. So what would you say is helping you bring in sales today? Is there a promotion or event or some trick that you have up your sleeve to help bring in sales? Well, you know, I had two brick and mortar shops and I decided to close them because I could travel to the stores that carry my product and train the salespeople. And it freed me up to then do what I just started doing now is these global telesummits, you know, where I can talk about my product and reach a larger audience. Tell us more about that. How did you get involved in the telesummits? Actually, they contacted me. Everybody's contacting you, Deborah. <laughs> well... I'm attracting it in, I guess, right? I'm tractor field. Because of the sprays. There we go. Yeah, I even have a spray called attraction. So yeah, I'm constantly making them. And I miss myself. But yeah, they contacted me. I did my first debut a couple months ago. And I got all new clients. And I've been really busy just one on one sessions. I do hour sessions with them and design custom design. I call it a, their own bouquet of flowers. So, but they're sprays, you know, they're flowers in a bottle. So they get their own custom bouquet and they can have their five to seven different ones that they need, but I can custom just tell where their energy's at and tell them which one is the priority spray for them. And I love it. I just love doing that. I can meet more people. Wait a minute. So <laughs> when people have a consulting session with you, 
you talk with them, see where they're at, see where they're feeling like they need to be. And then do you suggest which bottles they should have or do you make them their own custom spray? Well, I'm sensitive to energy, so I can sense their energy and I know like what spray they need pretty quick, like within a minute. They can just start talking about what's going on in their life and I know exactly what they need. They don't even have to talk that much because I can pinpoint which flower sprays are going to help them. And then they get to use it for the next six months. Or, you know, it only takes really, sometimes it only takes a few mists and sometimes it takes a week. Sometimes it takes three months, you know, a deep-rooted issue, chronic insomnia. But after a while, then they call me and they say, oh, yeah, let's work on something else. And then, then you'll direct them to a different one. Yeah. Got it. Oh, very cool. So you're not custom blending for individual people. Well, I'm custom creating what they need. I have 45 different sprays that I market, but I've made hundreds of them. So if there's one that I haven't, it's not on my website, I'll know which one. I'll just custom make it for them. That is so cool. So you've got the Telesummit. Is there anything else that you're doing just to get your name out there? Well, like I said, I like to visit the stores that carry my product. I come in at certain stores like, you know, first Saturday of the month. I do talks. I do trade shows. I love to meet people that are buying my products. I like to help them select the spray. So that's fun for me. I'm a real people person. And and once you really talk to somebody and you help them and they become your client or customer for life. Sure. I've made the best friends when I met people. <laughs> well, and I would guess that they're also great to understand what your next scent should be or what your next purpose should be, you know, based on what the spray is going to do. Staying close to your customers and listening to them is key. So you do that automatically. I do. I do life coaching too. And like I said, my clients, they, they have their session every month and sometimes it takes a year. They're going through divorce and they need to move. So I can help them through that change and transition to stay balanced, smooth riding all the way through. You know, a lot smoother than if they didn't have a coach and the sprays to support them. And then what's your system for keeping a customer? Once they get started with you and become a client, how do you stay in touch with them as you move forward? They end up contacting me when they need something. And I'm very easily accessible. You can either they'll email me or they'll call me or text or message me on Facebook. We do have a private Facebook page and I also have public Earth, Wind and Flowers page as well. So you're using social media for just staying in front of your clients and a channel for them to be able to get back to you as well. Right. All right. Do you have any resources or anything that you would suggest that you really need to use every single day just to keep everything in order, make sure your systems are flowing properly and, you know, the business runs smoothly? Well, I like to use that. My website is, the host is Wix, W-I-X. And Wix offers a lot of really modern, up-to-date, really fun tools for me to create. I create a new spray, tips on how to photograph them and add new things quite easily. And I also like to use, yeah, I love the Google Docs and the Google Drive. I've been doing a new series of videos. So we're doing MP4s where I'm out making an essence and I'm talking about the flower. And then they're short videos, but you can actually feel the energy of that flower and get the support of it just by looking at me talking about it. So will you share with me a link to one of the videos so that I can put it in the show notes so that we can see it? Oh, sure. Just go on Facebook, Earth, Wind, and Flowers. And then you can just right away click on that you want to add it. It's a public group. So I post the videos there. And if anyone wants to get in the private page, it's called The Garden of Earth, Wind, and Flowers. Since I started doing the telesummits, I offered the people that bought my packages 
and anyone. They can come in on this private group and we get a little more one-on-one time than the public group. One or the other, then we post the videos. Perfect. And I just referenced Gift Biz listeners, the show notes page. So all you need to do later, if you're not catching something that we're talking about here, just jump over to that show notes page. I'll have links. I'll have any other information that I think you'd want to know from the podcast. So just jump over there. Any final advice, Deborah, for someone who's just starting out, someone who's new and thinking, you know, maybe I do want to start a business for myself. What would you suggest now having done that for 20 years? You're a veteran now. (laughs) Well, I would say follow your passion. And if there's something inside, just what you can envision, you can achieve. So so take time to meditate, you know, do light that candle, have a motivational quote for you. I, I love that. And then get help. If you don't know how to make a business marketing plan, you can go to Chamber of Commerce, ask for a retired businessman or woman, and they will help you make that business marketing plan. And really, you have to update it like every year, usually. Really set your goals, set them high, set them practical, daily, and realistic too. So that marketing plan, even a vision board is really good because then like I'm a visual person. So if I can see it, like I was saying, I can achieve it. I can create just by seeing something. <laughs> right. It can manifest. Like right now, I want to get a new car. So I see myself. I'm feeling myself driving it. <laughs> oh, can, there you go. It's going to happen. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I think a lot of people will have an idea and they're not sure what that first step is. So what you're talking about, go seek some resources from your community who can help you confirm and verify, if you will, what your idea is, and then also help suggest next steps. So that was great information for us, Deborah. All right, now going along with the law of attraction, which is what we've kind of been talking about through all of this, I'd like to present you with a virtual gift. It's a magical box containing unlimited possibilities for your future. So this is your dream or your goal of almost unreachable heights that you would wish to obtain. Please accept this gift and open it in our presence. I'm kind of thinking there's a car in there, but what else is inside your box? Yeah, the car just popped out, definitely. (laughs) (laughs) What else is there? I do see, you know, we are going into a growth spurt now. So I see a larger distribution facility to handle more orders, you know, nice and efficient, like a win-win, perfect fit for both. Maybe it's an existing distribution company or we'll be able to create a new spot, but it's in nature and it supports my marketing and production. And I see that. And I see a couple markets opening up where I can help more people kind of picture two or three sprays that would really help a lot of people and get out there in a really big way. So that would really be a great gift to get that in place to expand the business. I would love that. I see that, Deborah. I mean, just like you're talking about how the market is opening up because that is what is so big right now. So, so exciting. And I think you're right with your dream is that the challenge is going to be how do you keep up with demand? A bigger distribution center in nature? Sounds perfect. Yeah. Having marketing support too. I can, I did get a new marketer. She came in and when you call out for that, I mean, I'm ready to have, you know, we have part-time people that help, but I'm really ready to have just more of a full-time team. That sounds so exciting. And I'm going to be watching and seeing how you progress. I know it's going to be really fabulous. You've already mentioned if our listeners want to get in touch with your product or you, you've talked about the two Facebook pages already and also your website, of course. Can we order right from the website? Yes, it's www.earthwindflowers.com. 
Com. Thank you so much for chatting with me today, sharing all of your expertise. Your product sounds so interesting, and I know it's helping so many people. So that is fabulous. Getting back to your motivational candle, my wish for you is that that candle always burns bright. Thank you so much. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Hey, Gift Biz listeners, if you're listening to this show the day it goes live and you're at the Philadelphia Candy Show, come by and visit me at my booth. We're in number 418 and we've got Monday and Tuesday, so I'd love for you to drop by and introduce yourself. Also, if you are someone who's just now searching for a new business, I want to give you a little sneak peek into the show for next week. If you want to start some type of business, but you don't have a product, you don't want to have to set up all of your systems by yourself, you want a little bit of help along the way, I think you're going to find the next episode awful interesting. So make sure to join me next week. Subscribe to the podcast because that way you will know when it goes live. I look forward to us being together for the next show. Until then, have a great week. That's a wrap. Today's show is sponsored by The Ribbon Print Company. Looking for a new income source for your gift business? Customization is more popular now than ever. Brand your products with your logo or print a happy birthday Jessica ribbon to add to a gift right at checkout. It's all done right in your shop or craft studio in seconds. Check out theribbonprintcompany.com for more information.